thank you lord in jesus name amen all right i want to preach a very good word say a good word uh, we are still talking about what i call the value systems of the kingdom uh, i am persuaded that there is this value we are going to learn today this key in the kingdom you are going to learn today say obema when you break now it's going to be a great blessing hallelujah oh hallelujah i was telling that you understand why you seem to be more you know <laughs> there is a way man understands things that is different from kingdom's perspective so i want us to understand this powerfully god willing uh, this is where i'm ending thy kingdom come uh you know they cannot Thy kingdom come and thy will. I treat them as the same thing. Because uh, if the kingdom of God is to come on earth, that will be the will of God being done. Right? Yeah, so I don't want to overstretch it and, 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 and say things that do not exist. So I treat them as one. So after that, uh, thy kingdom can thy will be done on earth. As it is in heaven, give us today our daily bread. That one, uh, I won't talk about it. Because people like to hear that. Amen. And then I'll go to forgive us. All right. You see what is there. Amen. All right. So today, I want to introduce to you something, a kingdom value that has been a blessing to my life since I discovered it in 2010, I should think. <laughs> a long time ago. But it has been a blessing to me. I don't know, but... I was reading a book by one uh, man, uh, Oswald J. Smith, and he mentioned this thing. And all of a sudden, it caught up with my spirit. I knew that this should be the key to many of the great things that you see God do with great men. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. I hope you are not sleeping. Obi, if I see you sleeping, I'll call you to come and tell me your dream. Amen. All right. Many years ago, we used to do fellowship in the, in the classroom, myself and my bishop. And one day we went to pray. And Paibono Koson, you know, that time it wasn't church service in the New Sudram and those things. Yeah, 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 church in the school, school for no. Enko weekend, I won't even share drum. Omoko weekend, I need a movie chair singing a piabonte. Now, I share drums. Sanyo, my name is a function Sunday. During the weekday, there, upo upo, a school setting. Let me put it that way. See, when we were one day, prayer warriors, a kobompa, prayer warriors, a bear for pe. We went to pray, myself, bishop, uh, and then one guy and one lady. The lady started praying, you know, your cover, your cover, your cover, your cover. We saw that the, the lady sat down. Maybe a bomb pine, or she, she sat down and she started sleeping. What man, I know so you And we asked the lady, Hallelujah. All right. So it's powerful. And then Paul could have preached you'll be die. 
and to be preaching out there in your bonnet. Amen. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you can raise the dead. Somebody will still be sleeping by you. By you. So it's perfectly acceptable. All right. So the kingdom key I want to share with you today is very strange because especially if you consider what I taught last week, I talked about violence as a treasure in the kingdom. When you have a deadly mindset, when your mindset is to possess, it said the kingdom itself. Uh, when you read the book of Luke, he said that from the time of the law and the prophets, the kingdom itself is forcefully advancing and the violence, they take it by force. They do what? They take it, biazo, steal it. You know, all right. Now, it's strange that today, we are going to talk about the exact opposite of what we learned on Sunday. Not only do you take the kingdom through violence, there is another way you take it, which I believe is even more powerful. I call it the key. I friend meekness. Look at someone say meekness. All right. This key probably was of all the kingdom values. This is the key that to me to me, is, is the most powerful meekness. Now, when you look at the way the world is, you think that meekness is not a, a value you should have. These days, when you are that's right. But in the kingdom, one of the greatest treasures is meekness. Now, listen to me. Meekness is this ability to totally and wholly. You know, there is a way the world defines meekness. I'm trying to de de define it as scripture wants us to understand it. Hallelujah. It is this ability to totally, please follow me, follow me. You'll be blessed by this. It's this ability to totally and wholly leave a lot of things at the feet of Jesus. You realize that there is something happening. Somehow you feel that in you, you have the ability to deal with it. I think I should have, I have strength enough to deal with it. But somehow you want to leave it with Jesus. Allow him to do all the talking, the advocacy, the promotion, the advert. And you realize, in fact, even if you have a quality in yourself, some strength in yourself, what you want to do is that you want to lay it at the feet of Jesus. Now, for instance, listen to me. Naturally, many a thing. I have something. Somebody wants to take it from me. When you said naturally, many a thing. Make me their face in the panopa. Now you understand that. Now a meek man wants to put sir any a thing naturally under the feet of Jesus, so that the any a thing will only come into play when God permits it. When God wants to use that any a thing for His glory. So you realize that you have something of your own, but you place it at the feet of Jesus. And you say that, Papa, this thing, I, I don't want to use it for myself. If you need it, then you use it. It's just like a horse. It is strong, but you don't see it running around. But when somebody mounts it, it will move through barriers for you. It has strength, but it always puts it at the disposal of the one that is riding it. Now, are we learning? Hello, are we learning? So meekness, listen to me, is the courage 
to leave a lot of things. My God. The other day I was advising one man of God. I was telling you that in ministry, sometimes you are there with people eh, and they say things they cannot do. Are we there? They talk about things they have no idea about. They want people to believe that they are all that, but they are not. Now, meekness is when this guy can do it, <laughs> but that ability is under the feet of Jesus. He's not the guy going around self-promoting himself. Please, are we learning? I said that the value in the kingdom that checks self-promotion, this one is for, for everybody in the house. There is this temptation to self-promote. Eh? One day, uh, uh, my, uh, uh, my wife said something that, you know, I started studying into it. He said that in law, you are not allowed to advertise. And he said, oh, we are a lawyer now, a law firmer. Unto me, may advertise me a lawyer into the family. You understand that? Hello? You know, I started reading into it and I started drawing parallels with the things of God. I can do it. But you are not permitted under an old English law. This one she didn't tell me. It's my own research. Hallelujah. I'm a diligent pastor. Amen. <laughs> All right. Now, so in the same manner, in the things of God, you don't go around self-promoting. You know, because you put everything under the feet of Jesus. Now, listen to me. To be meek also doesn't mean to be a pushover. You know, you know the world has an idea. It says, you see, I people, people just do whatever they want to do with you. No. To be meek does not also mean you are, you are a doormat where everybody can do whatever they want with. No. Please, are we learning? Jesus said that he was the meekest man. He said that, come to me. I think Matthew 11. Let's see the verse number, either 29 or 30. I didn't write this down. But uh, the, the version that says that I am meek and gentle. Don't, I'm sure it will be somewhere around. I read scriptures more than you, so when I quote you better. <laughs> All right. Matthew. Very good. Now look at it. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle. Now this version says gentle. Because these days, the word meek in the Quran, King James, now, for I am meek, that is the word, and lowly in heart, you will find rest for your soul. So Jesus is saying that, me, I am meek. But look at Jesus. One of the things you don't associate with Jesus is If Jesus was around today, do you think people would say that? No. He's the guy that will look at Pharisees head on and say foolish. He's the one that will look at uh, 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 people and, 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 and tell them situations as they are. He's the one that will take a cane and enter the church and start what? Beating people. That is not a meek man by our definition. Today when you talk about meek men, those guys that are cool, that is not meekness. You have the strength. You have the ability, but you use it when God wants you to use it. Please, are we learning? In Numbers 12, we discover a certain man by the name called Moses. This is where I'm, I'm taking you through a journey. And by the time you are done, many of you want to place everything under the feet of Jesus. Hallelujah. Because in the kingdom, please follow me. In the kingdom, if you are going to get things right, if you are going to have resources in the kingdom, it will depend on this mystery called meekness. Please follow me. 
Are we together? In numbers 12, because of time, me pese me 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 kind story na But numbers 12, the numbers cha, chapter 12, the verse number three, there is a profound statement that the Bible makes. Look at this. Let's go. The numbers 12, the verse number three. Now look at this. Now the man Moses was very was very was very meek above all the men which were upon the face of the earth now this the reason why the bible made mention of this particular thing was because around that time the two uh, siblings of moses miriam and aaron they had attacked moses telling moses hey, you were the one that told us that god said we shouldn't marry from any other tribe but you have gone for a wife the bible said that when they started castigating and doing all these things moses was silent and okutu's scripture said now the man moses was meek he's not the type that you bring things around that and you're concerning the things of god moses is not someone you look at physically and think he's a meek man this he's a warrior he's a battle hardened warrior we know him to have temper and i'm a was it not this same Moses that killed an Egyptian? Was it not this same Moses that broke the tablet when God gave him the commandment? He was a man, I name say he could easily rage. But all the time, Moses it was in relation to his assignment. It was in relation to God. That is the only time you see him angry. He killed the Egyptian because he felt. That they were disturbing the people of God. He broke the tablet because anytime you saw him display anger, it was in relation to the things people are doing against God. But personally attacking his quiet. Please, are we learning? They came to me and said, Moses, why is he? Why is he? He was quiet and started making intercession for him, for them. That is Moses. leprous. It was Moses that interceded for them. So he has this ability to put his own power at rest. When he's dealing with physical human beings, but when it comes to his relationship with God, then he's able to explode. Please, are we learning? So he said that the man Moses, please listen to me, he was the meekest man on earth. Now listen to me. If God is ever going to use you or have anything to do with you, if you are going to touch the heart of God, there are some of you who say, how many times will I pray before God answer? If you are going to have that kind of relationship, the thing that heaven is trembling, there is this virtue we call meekness. It's a kingdom treasure. Anybody that has worked with God, great things he had this in abundance. Without this, you are going nowhere. You pray for years, and there is something there that God is simply not moved. Look at what we say meekness. Hallelujah. And so, if God wants to do mighty things for you, in you, with you, he will take you through a journey to ensure that meekness is formed in you. So, he said that I dwell in the, in the high and the lofty places with the broken. With what? The broken. With what? The broken and contrite in spirit. If God wants people to work with, they are the meek guys. They are what? So, listen to me. When God called Moses, let me take you through a journey. Moses wasn't a nobody. Now, according to Josephus, he's an old historian. He said something interesting. Or see, when Moses, before Moses was born, 
This is a first century historian, or not any day are historian. This man was there, contemporary of Jesus. When Jesus was there, he was there. Amen. Oh, amen. That's right. He said that before Moses was born, his father prayed to God. Antiquities of the Jews. You can read it if you want. And then God promised him that he was going to give him a son. Please follow me. And this son was going to be a deliverer of the people of Israel. Please don't sleep. Oh. Wave your hands and let me see. Don't sleep. I'm telling you something. Learn something. I'm taking you through a journey. And this son was going to be a deliverer of Israel. Now listen to me. And God promised the father of Moses that the name of that boy was never going to be forgotten so long as the earth remained. So they gave birth to Moses. This is the reason why the father had the confidence to keep the boy, even though Pharaoh had instructed that if you were a young boy that is born, you are supposed to be what? Executed. Moses grew for some time before they wrapped him up. Look at this. Nobody just gives birth to a boy and decides to take that risk. No, he said the entire family are going to be massacred. You couldn't go for left, right, center. You keep the boy, wrap him up. There is something about the boy. They knew something about the boy. They didn't just really want to let him go. They couldn't just kill him. So when they realized that they couldn't keep him anymore, they wrapped him in something and they put him somewhere for the daughter of Pharaoh to pick him. Now follow me. The Bible said that. Now let, let me take my time. Let me take you through this journey. So Moses grew up in Egypt. Please follow me. I hope you are not sleeping. And he was a problem. A little bit of a problem for the Egyptian authorities. They didn't know what to do with him. Because he was a Hebrew boy. But he was also a prince. Pharaoh Baba adopted Moses. So Moses was now a bona fide prince in Egypt. Do you follow? But also they knew that his roots was Hebrew. Or Israeli. Please are we learning? Please look at me. Look at me. Don't close your eyes. Look at me. Are we learning? They knew that he was an Israelite. But then he was also the adopted son of Pharaoh's daughter. So they didn't know what to do with Moses. He had people in the court of Pharaoh who didn't like him. They just wanted to end him because number one, according to Josephus, he was a mighty warrior. He knew how to speak very well. This one is scriptural, Acts 7. The verse number 22. The Bible said that Moses was educated in all the wisdom. It, 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 come, Acts 7. I want you to read for yourself. Acts 7, the verse number 22. Acts 7. Look at this. And Moses was learned in all the wisdom of the Egyptians and was mighty in words and hot deeds. Into Moses, so Joseph said that it is known in Israel that he was even an army general. There is no battle you will not win. That is why the Bible said he was mighty in words and in this. Now do you follow? So the guy was gaining popularity among both the Egyptians and the Israelites. The Israelites saw him. The Israelites saw him as somebody that was their blood. And the Egyptians saw him as a mighty man that could bring them victory in battles. So the guy was growing in the court. And the officials didn't know what to do with him. Hello? Now follow me. As Moses was growing, please listen to me. He knew that he was a deliverer. 
I'm not the one saying it. Let's read. And Moses was learned in all the wisdom of the Egyptians and was mighty in words and deeds. Come down quickly. Now, now when he was 40 years old, it came into his heart, look at it, to visit his brethren, the children of Israel. That means that Moses no on him sending me on Israel for no anamebua. Hello. Now come down. Come down quickly. And seeing one of them suffer wrong, he defended and avenged him who was oppressed and struck down the Egyptian. Come down quickly. The verse 25. Now for he supposed, look at it, that his brethren would have understood that God would deliver them by his hand. Moses supposed that his brethren, the Israelites, would have understood, said the assignment on Moses' life was to deliver them from the hand of Egypt. So when Moses was 40, without God calling him, he knew before that God had called him to be a deliverer. How did he know his mother told him? His father told him when he was young. How did his father know that Moses was the deliverer? Because God spoke to him before Moses was born. Please, are we learning? Pastor, so what you say? Because the Bible, that time, now Moses on Tinya, but when he went to kill the Egyptian to, 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 to free the Israelites, he thought that the Israelites would know that he was the promised deliverer. So he knew and wanted to execute that assignment before its time. Please, are we learning? But Enema Koboni, background kakra, and then you understand this mystery I'm preaching, meekness. You give me some five additional minutes today. Amen. So when Moses killed the Egyptian and they wanted to kill him because no opportunity arises, the people in the courts that didn't like him said, Ah, finally, let us kill him. So Moses ran to Midian. Now follow me. When he ran to Midian, now things started unraveling from the comfort of the Egyptian palace to the hot desert of Midian. So he, he had to first transfer. From one place of comfort to one place of extreme heat. He was never exposed to it. Number one. Number two, when he went there, the Bible said that the job he applied for was the job of a shepherd. And I remember, he went to take care of Jethro's flock. Now in Egypt, it was an abomination for you to even keep sheep. Genesis, let's go. Let's go. Genesis, the chapter number 46. Please follow me. I want you to understand where I'm coming from. Genesis, the chapter number 46, the verse number 31. Please follow me. Then Joseph said to his brothers and to his father's household, I'll go up and tell Pharaoh and say to him, my brothers and those of my father's house who were in the land of Canaan have come to me. Quickly, 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 uncle, uncle. Now, and the men are shepherds. Please listen to me. This is when the Israelites came to Egypt. And the men are shepherds, for their occupation has been to feed livestock. And they have brought their flocks, their heads, and all that they have. Come down. Now, so it shall be, when Pharaoh calls you and says, what is your occupation? Come down quickly. That you shall say, your servant's occupation has been with livestock from our youth, even until now. Both we and our fathers, that you may dwell in the land of Goshen. For every shepherd is an abomination to the Can you see that? It's Egypt for no. It's not Joseph. Hey, the kind. I'm a woman. It's a monka. It's a shepherd. What you go shen? I dey amoy anu mu nimshu yebio because who ye shepherd will Egypt are? It's an abomination. They'll kill you. So Joseph had to call his father and all his brethren and warn them beforehand. Say, Juma amoyen wokena no ahayenye dey. Pacho what you say? 
time mama me kwama me nkyere wa de kronti a shepherd was an abomination in Egypt it is not for today but that is it but so when Moses left Egypt and went to Midian odwanya dia no ai dey no ahwebida me nim say what the make nasia because in in where he was coming from it was what it was what an abomination so the job he applied for was an abominable job so now number 1 prince from palace to desert number 2 from an army general guiding and speaking to human beings now you are speaking to sheep from leading human army to now leading sheep who cannot even hear you patotimi from having the most prestigious jobs to becoming somebody that does the job of a shepherd which was an abomination to to moses now please are we learning oh please are we learning so by the time follow me by the time moses has spent some few months he had lost everything he thought he was and i'm a do you think that after two months in Midian, after three months, after four months, after two years, after five years, after ten years, fifteen years, the guy wake up early in the morning and still think he was the deliverer of Israel? Please, are we learning? Do you think that after spending twenty years in the wilderness, aware, awo, why a shepherd fully after thirty years, after thirty-five years? Uh, when he 40, at the age of 73, he will still get up and think and have the same vibe about himself. Go around thinking that ah, the deliverer is coming. Do you think that is how Moses will feel? So day by day, night by night, I'm sure that when he saw people carrying goods from Midian to Egypt, when he saw them and he woke up in the morning and saw everything that was happening, gradually the hope, the way he felt about himself, the way he thought he was on top of the world, it evaporated. So that by the time in Genesis, the chapter number four, when God called Moses and said, please come. And he said, I want you to go back to Egypt. I want to use you now. Moses said that, hey, Eradi, do you think you know you are talking to me? I cannot speak. Oh. This is the same Moses that the Bible said in, in, in Acts 7, the verse number 22, that he was mighty in words and in deeds. But by the time God called him, everything he thought he was, he had forgotten. Before God can assign you, there is a process of meekness you go through. Where what you think you could do best, you surrender it at the feet of Jesus. What you know to do best, it becomes something that you cannot, you, you don't look at the thing and think that I can do it anymore. You said that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, not by my own ability. By the time Moses was called, he had forgotten his interaction in the palace. He said, what am I going to sell him? This was the same man that Pharaoh trusted with his army. Are we learning something? Look at someone who said meekness. If God is going to use you, he has to take you through that journey. Where by the time he calls you and says, go and pray for the sick, you don't go with your shoulders up. I'm, I'm the most anointed man in, in Takrade. Please, are we learning? So that the things you can even do, you don't want to talk about them. Moses was a good speaker. Is that not what the Bible said? Acts 7, 22, mighty in words. You see a general speaking. Learned in the wisdom of Egypt. So if there was somebody qualified to negotiate with Pharaoh in the dialect that he understands, it was Moses. But when he was called, he said, I can't do this. I don't even know how to speak. Hey, Moses, when did you forget how to speak? When did you forget? After 
33 years of God teaching him the value of meekness in the kingdom, he realized that what he knew was inferior to the superior wisdom that God could give him. Is somebody learning something? Shout, I hear you. There are some people not here. I said, shout, I hear you. That's right. So by the time God was done with Moses, Acts 4, the verse number 10, Look at what Moses said. Look at Act the chapter number four. Sorry, Act Moses Act Exodus. Exodus is when God called Moses. Of course, Act Bible. Exodus the chapter number four. Then Moses said to the Lord, Oh my Lord, I am not eloquent. What does that mean? I can't speak. Minim seni kasa. Act seven twenty two. Another parallel scripture. And Moses was learned in all the wisdom of Egyptians and mighty in words. And what? This. Can we, are we learning something? By the time he was called, he said, Oh God, I am not what? Well, lose all self confidence. He has lost everything. He didn't believe in his own hype anymore. Man of God, stop believing in your own hype. Child of God, stop believing in your own hype. In this kingdom, if you are going to be lifted, the key is meekness. The key is what? Jesus said, come and learn from me, Matthew eleven twenty nine. 29. For I am meek. I am gentle in spirit. Come and learn. If you want to enter heights. Listen, God didn't just take Moses through that dimension. God could have just used Moses when he was a prince. To lead them in war. Couldn't he have done that? That's right. But he said that if the power you are going to wield is going to come from heaven, then you need the treasure of meekness. That is what qualifies a man to assess the higher levels of power in the kingdom. Please follow me. If there is a higher level of power in the kingdom, what qualifies you to access it is this treasure we call what? Meekness. Please, are we learning? I didn't hear you. Please, are we learning? Shout, I hear you. Oh, come on, I said, shout, I hear you. Everybody that God has used has been a meek man. Every day I say it. I said, the greatest challenge, follow me. I hope you are not sleeping. In this kingdom, let me take my time and explain this. I said, give me five more minutes. In this kingdom, the greatest thing in this kingdom is the word of God. The kingdom of God is like a sword that went to sow his seed. Every time there are seed, and I'm a the seed is symbolic of what? Oh, please, the seed is symbolic of what? Indeed, the strongest thing in this kingdom is the word. Now, look at this. God now showed us in James 1.21 how this word we can receive it. That means that the word of God also, it's not everybody that can even receive it. All. <laughs> James 1.21. He said that the greatest treasure, the greatest treasure, the, the word of God. God told you, the reason why we are praying for God to bring us breakthrough is because God has said you bring us breakthrough. And I mean, what? The reason why because God said there is none that shall be barren. Is it not the word we are praying? That's right. So the greatest treasure is the word. But look at me. He said that that word, that there are a group of people that can receive it. Therefore, lay aside filthiness and overflow of wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word. So in order to even receive the word that to be able to bless and establish you, there is the treasure of meekness. Please, are we learning? He said the greatest barrier to your increase in the kingdom, the greatest challenge to the growth and establishment of the word in your life is this thing we call meekness. If man is not meek enough, you are not good enough to receive the word. Please, are we learning? Shout out here. He said the overflow. And receive with what? Meekness. The implanted word which is able to save your souls. 
Receive with meekness. <laughs> Shout, I hear you. There are some people, when they, they put it aside. If it concerns them, they show that they have all the might in the world. You are mistaken. No? You are mistaken. Every day, every day, every day, every day, I say it in my closet. The very first time I heard that even lawyers are not supposed to, they, they find it undignified. Omohu said it is not a good thing. When I read about it, they said it's, it's an old British law. When, when I started reading about it, I said, hey, even these people know. Yeah, you believe a song. Let us kill a, a, a cockroach. We will go and say we killed a crocodile. Is that not true? Also, meekness is the kingdom value that, that, that checks these things. Oh. <laughs> I love this mystery. Receive with meekness the engrafted word. L -l -l Let me share a mystery with you. Now, do you know that the word of God you receive, that for instance, there is a word of God that says that you will not be barren. There is none that shall be barren. Now, that is the opinion of God in your life. It is not final. I hope you know that. So, Nyamia seven are watching. Nyamia Dinchre at the four brabo. Opa, 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 on your day. Oh, please, are we learning? Please, are we learning? That's right. The word of God in your life is simply the opinion of God in your life. Now, listen to me. So long as you are a spirit being, we ain't in every situation, you also have your own opinion about it. Is that not true? Now, think about it. Also, think about it. What? Even though the word of God has said some things, you also have your own opinion. And I'm a boy. This is the reason why, for instance, if my child is sick, I'll take her to the hospital. The reason required, I don't believe that if I lay my hands on her, she'll be healed. My opinion is that doctor will heal her. I'm not saying it's not good though. I take my children to the hospital. hospital. Please, are we learning? Please follow me. Are we learning? No, I'm just trying to explain something to you. But there are everything we see in the word is the opinion of God, how things should be done in the kingdom. Now, but listen to me. In every way, opinion. There are some people that erroneously think that saying all the time. You are just a liar. Say, oh, if God should give me his opinion that I should do this, I know I'll do it. You global. You know that God said, do this, do this, and yet you won't do. Do you know the reason? Can I tell you? The reason is very simple. It's because you also have another opinion concerning the matter. So God said, Pastor Divine, pay your tithe. Men of God, if you ask me, I'm going to your tithe, cry your sofa. You can be a pastor and all your life you have not paid tithe. They only receive tithe. You think, oh, yeah, me. That is why every day you have to bring direction and collect money. Because what God has prescribed for your increase, you don't subscribe. Are we learning? What God has prescribed for your increase, you don't subscribe. But now listen to me. God said, Pastor Divine, pay tight. God said, Pastor Divine, pray. Look at you. Pray and point your example. God said, Bishop, pray. God said, Pastor Divine, pray. But you, when you have a problem, you won't pray. Or you, when you are there, you won't pray. That means that you have a different opinion about prayer. And I remember, God said, forgive. And yet you won't do it. That means you have a different opinion. Now listen to me. Until, listen to me, you yourself, you are willing to discard your own opinion. It doesn't matter who is it that is suggesting it, you don't listen. Now that is the key thing many of us don't understand. 
Uwo opinion ninti. Debi ya miwasenye mpese me ya adiwe. Se mimi nyi sade ni mfrimitrima. Eye dena me kofu ubidi ya. O suggested ya mame. Ana mebwa. Si mimi di mse adiwe. Mi pese mi spray ni black. Mina mi di me adie. Mina mi di mi fika. Mi pese mi spray ni black. Na global basis spray ni blue. The only re- the only way I imagine it to me is if I forget about my own. But me, I mean, opinion, me, GD say, okay, dear, I will never take global phone. It doesn't matter whose opinion you are listening to. It can be your wife, your brother, your friend, even God. If you still have your own opinion, you will not listen. Now, do you follow? Now, the mystery in the spirit that allows a man to forget his opinion and take on board this opinion is the mystery called meekness. That is why the Bible said they receive with meekness the engrafted way. He said, forget about everything. If there is no meekness, no matter how powerful the word of God is, it is not for you. To, to get rid of our opinions in the spirit is this mystery we call what? So God said, pay your tithe. No, that is your opinion. I, I respect it. Your opinion is respected. But if what you need is kingdom increase, your opinion is not acceptable. It is the opinion of God that is acceptable. But tell him. But if you have ways to survive, God bless you. But if you don't and you are leaning on God, you have to have this spirit you call meekness to lay down what you think is right and take on board what God is prescribing. Please, are we learning? Oh, please, are we learning? There are some of us, the times we pay tight or pray, you pray when you are in trouble. You pay tight when you think you have some loose money. Anamebwa. And now you say one day, one day, nyamia kawakuma bako. Now I now call baby. You know, life is like that for you. Moments. One day I was preparing something on the city building series. There are many of us, that's how our lives is. It, they are full of moments. One moment. It seems and we rush into it. And another moment is as though and he enjoys her blessing we last three weeks, you know. And I'm a life of moment. Listen to me. If you don't subscribe to the kingdom, now you're in a partial. Your life will be full of moments. Times. Seasons. I said, you're fine. Seasons. I said, you're my day. Please, are we learning? The five minutes. Please, are we learning? Shout, I hear you. Is somebody blessed already? In Matthew 5 5, let me end this mystery here. In Matthew 5 5, there is a profound statement. You know, when I was, when I was growing up in the law, I didn't really believe this one. I'm, I'm being honest with you. I, 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 it's not like I didn't believe. <laughs> Look at it. He said that blessed are the meek, for they shall what? This is a strange say, you know. This is what we call the Beatitudes. Someone on the mount. Someone said that. Or say, blessed are the meek. Yeah, the, the meek, the word meek, I think it appears in the New Testament only two times. Uh, no, don't, let me, don't let me go into the details. But it said, blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit. Now, this is one of the strangest statements you hear. Because the meek are not inheriting the earth. Is that not true? One boy said, one boy asked me a question. He said, man of God, why is it that it seems good guys always lose? If you're a good guy these days, you... you 
Hallelujah. It seems good guys always lose. They always finish. It is them that are willing to bend the law. And I mean what? Them that are willing to do what you feel is not right. They are the ones that are going. The ones that will enter everywhere. Now, I'm, not, I'm not saying it is good, but it seems on the surface that in the earth, meekness is a virtue that will kill you. Are we learning? But Jesus said that blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit. I love this mystery. Listen to me. There is a reason why the Bible never said that they shall possess or they shall take or they shall conquer. They said they shall inherit. Now to inherit something, you don't need strength. Please, are we learning? He said, blessed are the meek for they shall inherit. If what I am going to take is an inheritance, do I need strength? I am the one that qualified to inherit. So listen to me. If a great man has two sons, one of them is wild, but one of them is always in the house, humble, submissive. He has the attribute of a warrior. And there is one that is always in the house. The two of them, which one do you think the father will leave his property to? It is the one in the house. And I remember, the office said, Obetimede Adie Ejano. When I was young, I grew up with my cousin. My cousin or your bar younger than me. If my mother is leaving the house, he will leave the keys to my younger cousin. The reason why <laughs> my mother will leave the keys to that young girl is because the keys are not safe with me. I was too wild. Please, are we learning? Please, are we learning? Inheritance is not for conquerors. It is for meek men. If what you are looking for is an inheritance and what we have in the kingdom is an inheritance, Please, are we learning? If what we are looking for is an inheritance, then what will qualify you to receive is not your wildness, it's your meekness. Please, the rise to dominion, the rise to power of the meek man is through meekness. Because I am meek, that is why they will leave this thing to me. Hello? Listen to me. It is only fools that consider adventure as things that, listen to me. If I am traveling today, if I'm dying today, do you think I'll leave this check to, no. I won't even leave it to the gifted. I'll leave it to the one I think is responsible. And I remember, responsible. If you are trying, you leave it to the responsible guy. This lady I'm talking about, and yet, the, the keys to the house was with her. Because this guy was too wild. There is a reason why Jacob I loved and his so I hated. Because one was in the house, one was always out there. Meek men shall inherit. When it came for the blessing, it was the meek man. The guy that was always in the house that inherited. Listen to me. The blessing you don't conquer it to you what? That's right. That is why the meek man. Bible said that the, 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 the man Jacob was gentle. He was always in the house. And I remember, he, the Bible said he was a man of the tents. The Bible said he was a man of the tents. Those are the guys who, hello, receive grace to be meek. I didn't hear you. I said, receive grace to be meek. After today, may you inherit the earth. In the name of the Lord Jesus. There are many of us that are going around trying to conquer. Don't try. Your only access to dominion is through meekness. Let God hand it over to you. 
David was a mighty man of war, but his real strength was in his meekness. Are we learning? In Psalm 37, no, let me not go into the matter. His real strength was his meekness. Okay? That is why God will not choose a king. Let me not go into the matter. But is somebody blessed today? Are you sure you are blessed today? That's right. If you, if you desire to assess kingdom treasures, if you desire to hold on to things that only God can give, your greatest access is meekness. In 1 Peter 3.4, look at it. Let me close. Let me close. I ask for the kingdom I can teach and teach and teach and teach. In 1 Peter 3.4, look at it. Peter was talking to the ladies. Let me see the hand. If you're a lady, eh, some of the ladies have turned into men because of this. I said, all the ladies, wave your hands and let me see. Hey. All right. Please, I have noticed all the ladies. Your friend ma, your friend ma, na mo ba, mwa 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 nsa sonu. Na rada, mapon, let it be the hidden person of the heart with the incorruptible beauty of a gentle and quiet, I know, see meek, of a meek and quiet spirit, which is very precious in the sight. Na, na, uveshe, mami keje vina mewe, if that is the, the, the word there. That's right. Now, but let it be the hidden man of the heart in that, in, in, in that which is not corruptible. Even the ornament of a meek and quiet spirit, which is in the sight of God, a great price. Do you know that meekness will be a meeker? Man of God, it's a long time since I saw you. How are you? Did you travel? Okay. All right. Now, in the spirit, meekness, my poor Mikos is here. It's an ornament. It's only an ornament. What's it, man? Oh, mama, mama, pe. Imagine you must say, "Mudi change." Any new man, new man, to two mukuma. So, a bani a babo mpai wa hasiya. Anya wa addressi re yambeti mpai wo. Mpacho timi. Who who man who feno? Anya eyelash. Menka se menywa na don. Ope kura chatatu fafu eniachi. Me mfame hu. Me kame nyami asim. Amen. When we are praying for the sick, I'll pray for you. I don't have any problem with you. <laughs> All I'm saying is that don't think that the things you can put on yourself. I love the man Peter. Who the gold to come, who the silver to come, a man in a way go for all of us. The things on the outside, they don't carry any weight. But listen to me. Or see, there is something we call meekness. And then Peter can. Or see, who is like an ornament. To whom they will send you be to me the chain to Nukoma, who be a who now was a dime was ah, a queen chain in the Anamiboa. There are some people you see them, the appearance alone, you see that no my shen on quite a bear five thousand dollars. To whom now, Sani Panobano catcher or send my time, a quabba with Yad Bemano. Hello, there is a woman here. Oton home use goods. Oh, how na boga be guys be bogus be di weja be cheka ni ade. Ena o kaso o to iPod ene sa ni omane mano. Lady nusuni kunu abrochi. O US no deni omane breno. Enti boga no ni ne guys too be di ne chine omo ya na boga boga ni ade. You know. Oba obejije iPod ni ade ade nyina na o ka se oni see this normal dollars e do dey normal no call e pua o se normal no ji dollar o the dollar but be catch the processor na fire dey 
Fabra because we need And now so say, Obama, the boy, Eddie Akukuruma, cost a dollar. Eddie Abamba, who said dollar, no one yet see this. And so But Sherman left one in a car. And then a swagger would appear on a man with the honor, damn it. Oh, you're a son, you're a man, Bubu. Now, man, they call you two can pua. The dollar no comes to share. Now, dollar we, what the commu be an inch you crow on you. Mammy, you say, Gunity. Radiate. Wouldn't my decree or shall bontino, and I'm a what? Yes, I shall shed your cost of bontina. Man with the ashen home, while I shut that so to my main famano. Now, Major, and on a night that form no copy of Hono Cassia, my major dollars of a cast of fraud boy. And I'm got a whole dollars and can I see for. Please, I will learn it. Or see, in the spirit, meekness is like an ornament. And in the realm of this, I love this mystery. Maybe I don't have to talk about it. Because Obasia is a great price. Hey! The, the guy that has been able to go through the process of money and meek, you know, what you have to do, what you have to do, what you May the Lord grant us grace. In the name of Jesus, put your hands together. For the Lord Jesus.